Before the show starts, several of our listeners have been curious about the work I do at OnSite. So I wanted to give you a quick glimpse into what I get to be a part of. OnSite's an emotional health retreat center on a beautiful 250-acre ranch just outside of Nashville. We've got some of the best minds in the therapeutic space that come and create a safe space, honestly, for people just to reconnect to who they are and who they're becoming. And if you want to learn more, you can visit OnSiteWorkshops.com or follow us on Instagram and socials at, at @OnSiteWorkshops. The work y'all are doing there is so important, and I feel so grateful that I've gotten to experience it firsthand. I really hope everyone gets to experience this sort of healing because we're all so deserving of it. Thanks, my friend. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. I look at the world and I'm like, how can there not be a God? Like, Mm -hmm. I've gone through all these things and I still made it work. I still, like, have so much to be grateful for. And, like, I get to, like, I don't know, do what I love and make money. and, And I can't see anything other than, like, that being provided by God because I've asked for it. Or I've, you know, been in a time where I really needed it and it was there for me. Hey guys, I'm Miles. And I'm Ruthie. And welcome to the Unspoken Podcast, where we believe that saying the unsaid may be the hardest, but one of the most important things we can ever do. Yes. Our authentic self is the best gift that we have to offer this world. But sadly, we live in this culture that tells us that we should hide it. So we would love for you to join us and listen along. And we hope that you might find connection and healing in the courage that no important words go unspoken. Make up fake love, make them all laugh Someone, someone, take off your mask It's nice to me Today on the podcast, we have Arielle Vandenberg. Arielle is an actress, entertainer, creator, and host of the Only Child podcast. She's one of the most popular online personalities with well over a million people following her work. Her film and TV career has included everything from reoccurring roles on Meet the Browns, Greek, How I Met Your Mother, and CSI. Her current project, hosting the Only Child podcast, has taken off as a popular audio sensation, having brought in some incredible well-known guests, such as my lovely co-host, Miss Ruthie Lindsay. (laughs) Uh, What a privilege to know this beautiful soul. She is absolutely hilarious and makes me laugh until I'm in tears, but she's such a deep well. And that is what I love so much about this podcast is she led us into a space that she doesn't often share um, online and publicly. And it really felt like such a privilege. She is just a really beautiful soul. So I'm so excited to share our friend Arielle with you today. Oh, shit. Oh, Oh, all right. Are we in this? I think we're in this, but I'll let you guys do your thing. I'm going to be right here. We don't really have a thing, so that's part of our thing is not having a thing. I like not having a thing. You're so pretty. I love sitting across from you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love you so much. 
so much. Ah, you're making me nervous. <laughs> you're perfect. Ruthie makes like full eye contact and like it scares me. <laughs> but like I love it. But then I'm also like, stop looking at me. <laughs> You've never told me that before. No, no. It's it's a good thing Do though. Do I make you like, sweat? Yeah, you make me sweat. Like I'm, I'm, and I'm, today I'm doing like natural deodorant, you know, trying. Uh, well. Maybe today wasn't the day for you. I got to fresh one up. I have to sit across from that girl who's going to stare at my eyeballs. <laughs> Your baby blue swimming pool eyeballs just staring oh. at me. I can't. Oh. Uh, Ariel, thank you so much. You were not even kidding last season when we made our dream list. Top of the list. Top of the list. What? You Why were? would that be a thing? Hello? Just kidding. I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> up sister you know you're one of my favorite humans and I, I fell you. in love with you just well on the dance floor but then when it really oh, happened yeah. was sitting across from you at a coffee shop with Corey and yeah. I'm like Corey I can't see you anymore this queen <laughs> is shining so bright she's all I can see all I could care about we just ignored him <laughs> and literally no, I know I was like I have to be friends with this human like oh <sighs> We were talking on the way over here about how long y'all have known each other because yeah. I knew this would be like a love fest. And yeah. She was like, Sorry. Well, I think it's been like two and a half years. I said, well, I've known her two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird. I literally like met you, what, last weekend? Oh, yeah. I guess it was like it was a week last ago. Last weekend. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I know that guy's face, but I don't really know him. And then you're like, I do a podcast with Ruthie. I'm like, oh, my God. I so, yeah, that really this worked out perfectly. Because yeah. uh, now here we are just loving you. each other. Oh my gosh. I am so, I mean, obviously our audience probably already knows you because you're just the most magnificent, hilarious, precious. Let's not assume that though. Nope. We are going to assume that. And, but I'm just so excited because the thing that I've loved and I was telling them on the way here, like I remember that weekend we stayed with Lauren and Aaron in New York and I was like, I already loved you, but getting to go I just feel like I got to get a window in and a peep in and just learning. Like there's such a deep pool and your heart is so freaking beautiful. And I was like, I just can't wait for you to get to like know the woman behind what everyone knows. Like, you know, because you're so beautiful and you're so fun. You're so freaking funny. But you also that's you are like this crazy. Usually, you know, Jed and I always joke that the Lord doesn't give with both hands. <laughs> well, like, you know, like that girl's beautiful, but dear God, oh. you know, that depth isn't really there or whatever. But with Ariel, <laughs> we're like, it's you somehow nailed all the above. Wait, I'm a cry. That's I'm a, I'm a cry. I'm like, I'm using you guys' tone. I'm is a that, cry, y'all. Is that how you sound to you, sister? hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> it does get or better. Oh, but thank you. That's how I feel about you. And you. I don't know you yet, but I'm going to feel like that about you. He's way better than me. So you just get ready. He's Buckle better. up. This soul is just. All of her friends I know because she talks about you all the time. Oh, my God. So I Wait. do feel like I know you vicariously. Thank you. Oh, I same. Yeah. I love you guys. We love you. So, okay. Established. Good start. It's, yeah. it's like one of the things that I'm trying to be better about because. You know, I'm a gusher. That's just like what mm-hmm. I do. Like literally when she I gushes. leave my parents' house every morning before school, I go, I love you. You're my favorite. I'll never forget you. Mm. Like this has been ingrained in me from day one. It's not like any, yeah. but I start, I'm so obsessed with my humans and people I meet. And so mm-hmm. anyway, I'm going to try to stop gushing for a second because I could do this 
the whole episode just talking about how in love I am with you. So moving on. <laughs> so first off, you grew up in California. I did. Tell us about your childhood. How did you comedy ending up in LA start? I want to hear like the journey to getting to journey. this. Yeah. Give us a journey. Well, I fell in love with Jim Carrey at a very young age. <laughs> I told them that on the way here. Yeah. Yes. He's like my my favorite actor. I just thought he was like the funniest person ever. I, you know, my mom wouldn't like, wasn't like, hey, let's watch Ace Ventura together. But she had it and I would watch it when she would leave. <laughs> and, you know, I just realized a lot of the jokes in that movie are not kid friendly. <laughs> but um, when I would watch it when I was little, I was like, I want to do that. And so basically my journey began, I always wanted to be in entertainment. So I always, I was a ballerina for like 15 years and I always thought I was going to be a dancer. So I was going to like move to LA and be a background dancer for Britney Spears. Like, (laughs) no, not happening. But I did think that for a long time. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, What kind of dance? I did ballet for a really long time and then I did hip hop and jazz like for like seven years. But ballet she was like incredible. I'm I've seen uh, some of the videos on Girl Instagram. thanks. But like technically I'm probably not incredible, but like street style, I got some moves, y'all. <laughs> like, Which is all I care about. So same. to me, you're my number one. Same. When yeah. I see like people that can just like bust a move, I'm like, oh hell yeah. I don't care yes. if it's good. No. It's just if you just do it, that's the best. Literally, I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I was dancing for a long time and then um after high school, I moved to LA when I was like literally 17. And I moved in with my agent's assistant, Stop. who was like this bun human who I... How did you have an agent at 17? I was modeling. So okay. when I, I think when I was 14, my mom was like, let's get you an agent. Because someone like discovered me at the mall. Like, I don't know, something weird like that. And um, I got an agent in San Diego. And then they were like, you should have an agent in LA. So I was going back and forth between LA and San Diego Pretty much like my whole high school career. Wow. Is that a career? Yes. Um, My whole high school life, I was going back and forth doing auditions and stuff like that or casting calls and modeling a lot for like surf brands because I lived in San Diego. So I was like Roxy and Billabong and like stuff like that. Oh, so that was my agent's assistant who would get me in on those castings and I moved in with her weirdly. I like she was like, anytime you're in LA, you can stay with me. Well, I ended up living with her. Wow. Um, yeah. So she let me like sleep on her couch, and then her roommate ended up moving out, and I was like, can I have the bedroom? <laughs> and so then I moved in with her. Yeah, and that's how I like started my I don't know living in LA and doing that whole thing. I was born in LA actually, but on my own at 17. So while you were modeling, were you also, were you auditioning for dancing things at the time? No, it was weird. Like, so I went to like a couple auditions. There was like separate agents for dancers. So there was like an agency for dancers. And I had a different agency who wasn't like, they weren't trying to like send me out for dance jobs. Um, but I got a couple and I went to those auditions and I was like, not good enough. <laughs> I was not good enough. Like, it's insane. That, when you Well, because I was really good where I live totally. and like at my studio. Right. And then you go into a place where everyone is like actually Janet Jackson, wow. Michael Jackson, like back of the, I'm like, Holy I gotta go. I, I gotta go. Was it a self-assessment or was it like they told you in the moment? Say, no, no, I remember one of the, one of the auditions was this target was like for a target commercial and they were doing like backflips and shit. 
I was like, I can do a pirouette. Like, I, <laughs> I can plie to the ground. Like, I, I yeah, it was horrible. Um, I, I, I had to leave. I was like, everyone's doing backflips. And I was like, mm, so you I'm knew, not that you, kind you, of dancer. You, you opted out. You, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're like, moving on. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. I can do that. Yeah. I can make a real ugly face if you want me to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make a few of those. So, yeah, I just, I just started, like, Loving comedy. I mean, I've always loved comedy and trying to, I was always trying to make my grandparents laugh my whole mm-hmm. life. Like that was my like goal is to always like cheer my grandparents up and stuff like that. So I would always, you know, try and do like stand up for them in the kitchen. Oh my <laughs> and God. Um, when I moved to LA, I was like, oh, I'll just use my $60 to enroll into these like weird improv classes. Wow. So I started doing improv classes and that's how I just became obsessed with comedy as an adult and doing that. I can't think of anything. Like, I don't really feel a whole lot of fear or a whole lot of stuff. Like, I have plenty of other things, but those aren't feelings I feel that often. The idea of that is my truest... Oh, well, and I'm also not like really that funny like that. I mean, I'm self-deprecating, well, so but it's funny. not your kind of like, it's not stand up at a mic and let me entertain you right. and just on jokes. No, <laughs> I would truly, that makes me pit out. Yeah. That is my nightmare. <laughs> what scares you about it? I would bomb and I wouldn't know what to say. It is scary. Oh my God. And I won't even go to, I would go to yours, but I don't go to comedy shows because I'm so stressed. I don't want anyone to feel made fun of or awkward or pity laughs make me want to. Oh my God. Die. Die. Same. I hate it so much. And so the fact of someone making them uncomfortable or they felt they had to take care of, which is all codependent. I mean, I'm aware that none of this is healthy, but I hate watching stand up because I'm so stressed out that they'll be uncomfortable and then I'm stressed out how it just is my nightmare well everything that you're scared of about it (laughs) I am too and I do it well I I don't brave I say like I do it like I'm freaking Whitney Cummings or something like I have I don't do it all the time I've done it a handful of times and it's terrifying but uh, oh and I have bombed I have bombed so fucking hard do you remember the first time you did yeah I mean the first time I bombed yeah yeah I'll never Tell forget us that, that story. Horrific day. Well, I quit. So I had this one really good show. Sorry, my first show ever was in front of 200 people. Ever. And it was, ever. And it was a six, I had six minutes. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Like, got to go for it. You know, no better time than now. I'm like about to go up. I do the show. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. I was like, this is what I'm made for. Then the next day, the, someone from that show was like, I love you so much. I can't believe that was your first show. Like, you're incredible. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then, and then they were like, will you come do our show? And I was, it's tomorrow night. And I was like, yeah, like I sure. nailed that. Nailed it. Yeah. I go to this show, you guys, I kid you not. I couldn't have bombed harder. Like what? Tell How, us everything. Did you freeze? Or I did, froze. Uh-uh. I, 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 was I, it like, the audience? Like they just weren't. Res- yeah. I think it was just like, I don't know what happened. I think I walked up. I was after someone who was bombing too. So the audience was already, <laughs> already like expecting a bomb. <laughs> they were expecting everyone to suck, I think. So I came up after someone who just practically walked off the stage and I was like, oh, cool. I'm next. Great. This audience is like not feeling it. So I go out there I said like one thing, no one laughed, and I was like, sick, 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 cool, cool, cool. Like, I'm gonna, mm, moving on. I do my next joke, 
doesn't uh-uh. work uh-uh. out. And my agent is there too. Oh. And I, I like make, and I didn't know she was going to be there. So I make eye contact with her and everything froze. I was like, why is my agent here? What is happening? Oh, oh my God. And I just was like, and that's my time. Like I was up there for 30 seconds Stop. and said, that's my time. And I left. I couldn't do it. Wow. it was, I How like, old were you? Oh my God. This was like two years ago. <laughs> Also, I was 30. Um, yeah, it was probably four years ago or something. Wow. But like open mics are the worst thing yeah. on earth. You don't want to be made fun of, obviously, but people are probably making fun of you. Yeah. Like they are. Yeah, yeah, it's other, so brave. Be, because other comedians make fun of the comedians that are up because right. that's their job. Right. So like if you're in an open mic, it's full Ooh. of comedians. And I'm just like, I hate this. And it's a lot of like male comedians. Yeah. So you're not just... And a lot of open mics are like sketchy. So like you go there and like all the older comedians are just drunk and like not fun to do stand up in front of. Cause they're like, what do you know? Little 30 year old white girl. Like you probably have it so easy. I'm like, well, I'm doing jokes about candy canes. So (laughs) I guess I do, you know, but like not, you know, like I'm telling jokes about dating in LA or whatever. And they're like, shut up. I'm like, oh, (laughs) oh, yeah. So what do you what do you do with that? Like if you have a setback like that or rejection, do you like go home and wallow or you just roll with it and you're like Well the last one, a lot of my friends were there and we walked outside and I was like, Don't talk to me, don't look at me, I can't even handle myself. I just was like, but Get they me all were so everyone literally my feed was just filled with people going on and on about how amazing it was. That one was really good. I know. The one that you're thinking of. I had one the next day that was not so hot. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, don't look at me. I like left and got an Uber and like I had to go home. I like didn't even want to talk to my friends Anybody. because yeah, yeah. because I didn't want to like sit there and be like, that was awful. I just pretended like I didn't care. And I was like, <laughs> but like it hurts me because I, yeah, yeah. I want to be really good. And then when you when you fail at like the 10 minutes that you have to yeah. do your job, you're mm. like, well, suck. But everyone... Everyone bombs, you know. I know. But people that are look up to you or that want to be in entertainment, I yeah. think they assume that everybody that does it is just bulletproof. It's, yeah, it doesn't oh affect my. them. Yeah, right. Rejection is like, yeah. well, yeah, it's easy. It's like, uh, no, everybody I've talked to is like, no, it hurts me yes. just like it hurts someone else because I'm human. I get so uh, deflated when I don't book a job because I I walk into like an audition with so much confidence and I'm like, I know my lines. I'm gonna book this. Um, I'm perfect for this job, whatever. Like the girl looks like me, the girl acts like me. I got this. And when I don't book it, like I cry and Mm. I don't book a lot of stuff. I cry a lot. (laughs) No, it's, it really like takes the wind out of your sails for sure. It's like, and yeah, you think people see me working a lot. So when I say like, oh, times are tough, they're like, no, they're not. You're working all the time. I want to be working on like a TV show. So they see me working on other stuff, which is great. And I like don't take it for granted, but I want to be on a TV show and I audition for that kind of stuff. But I just have a hard time booking because I'm up against really famous people and which is a great position to be in. But you're up against famous people. I'm so (laughs) I'm always so impressed and blown away by people who know they're going to be dealing with about 90% yes. rejection and do it anyway. Yes. That's unbelievable. It to me because really I, is. Yeah. I, I, me, it is a I, weird job. It is weird, but I can relate to it from speaking. Yeah. And I always, one of the things I looked up to and wanted to do was get a TED talk. And I finally mm. got invited to do a TEDx talk and I was so excited about it. Yeah. And 
did what I should have never done because I'm not a prepper or a planner, mm-hmm. but I fought for this. I've got to have every word memorized. It's got to be on the money. Oh, no, yeah. And did I it got mess in you the, up? Oh, it killed me. Yeah. I, so I kind of, I bombed. And I got up there ah! and it was kind of that moment you think as a speaker, I'm going to crush this so hard yeah. that it's going to launch me to the next level. And it did the opposite. Yeah. And when I, I went in a hole and thought, I'm never speaking again. That's how I was I ready to hang it up. And it took me like a year to really, and I would do smaller stuff, but to get my confidence back and be like, yeah. oh, no, no, I can do this. Yeah. And I'll learn from it. How many people were at the TED Talk? It was it was like 2,500, 3,000. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I got asked to do a TED Talk on Instagram, actually. Or, or, sorry, about social media. So, like, they asked me to do it, and I was like, I can't do that. I should have done it. Oh, that would have been You fun. still can do it. Yeah. I mean, you should do it. That would be so fun. Because they yes. would love to hear from you. Absolutely. And I'm going to do it again, actually. At yeah, some you point. are? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I need to redo on that one. Mm. Mine was like, go to Mexico City or something. I can't remember what it was. It was like a Mexico City location. Here for that. I'm a fan of your work <laughs> online, specifically Thanks. on Instagram, because I love, I mean, we, my wife and I just were like, if you put a new video out, yeah. we're like, oh, all thank right, you. <laughs> stop what we're doing and watch this. And it's awesome. But I newly getting to know you, mm-hmm. um, a lot of our audience loves to know who's the person behind the profession. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious with you, because a lot of people who do what you do, especially comedy, yeah. can be two different people once you get to know the person behind the mic. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. comedy requires you to be very extroverted in public. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I found out those people are actually really private in their own life. Yes. And I'm just wondering how big is the gap between who we see and who you are behind Oh, interesting question. I am an introvert with mm. extrovert qualities. Yeah. So like, well, actually everything you see online is genuinely me. If you see me doing a story and I'm like, you know, screaming, it's because I'm really screaming. <laughs> if my tone is less excited, it's because I'm less excited. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, or I'm trying to be quiet or I'm trying to be chill. Like I'm not ever doing a version of myself that's not real, mm-hmm. which I have found to be true for a lot of people on Instagram. When I meet them, I'm like, you are not what I thought you were. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's not the way I am. I, I truly think that like I, I'm very comfortable on Instagram, on like stories and stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. But yeah, <laughs> I'm the same, I think. Yeah. Do you think you're you know? pr- a pretty private person? It depends, I guess. It depends on like, like right now, you know, doing a podcast, I feel a little bit more open to talk about things that I wouldn't talk about on my stories. Mm -hmm. So like, it depends on where and when. Yeah, Yeah. the medium for sure. Because Mm I, you know, on stories, I I have a specific audience following me that's like, we don't want to hear about your freaking life. Like, just show us the comedy. And then people that are listening to a podcast, like they're interested in actually hearing about someone or like really getting to know someone. And since my brand on Instagram is comedy, you have to kind of keep it like that. Mm. If you get too deep, people are like, bro, chill. You're like, oh, you know? So like I've shared a couple times on Instagram being like sad about an audition or something like that, but not so much like life stories. Yeah. If that makes sense. What do you think, your audience on Instagram, what things about you do you think would surprise them that they don't know, that they don't get to see? Um, and this is me like trying to like, cause I am private. So like saying this is even not a thing yeah. that, yeah, people don't know. But like, I have had like a lot of trauma in my life, like yeah. things that uh, I've never told. I, I mean, everybody knows in my 
life, you know, friends. And like, I talk to my friends a lot and my family, but people on Instagram don't know a lot of things that I've gone through. And I think that like when people see me, they go, oh, like nothing bad has ever happened to you. How can you say that? Or how can you pretend like you know about that? Yeah. But I've been through like a lot of stuff that no one has heard of Mm. (laughs) or not, not no one's heard of, but things that have, yeah, you get it. Yeah. (laughs) Or like I have OCD. And so when I talk about having OCD on my Instagram, I get a lot of responses from people being like, Oh my God, like, I'm so glad that you do because your life seems so perfect. And like, I'm so glad that you have something that like, I think I have, or, you know, whatever. So it does help when you open up about stuff like that because your audience just sees, you know, what you want them to see. Yeah. And then you show them something that they aren't used to. And they're like, Oh wait, yeah. I have that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very honored that you've let me into. Yeah. And you have, and I think that is one of the things that I am in such awe about. when I talk about that deep, well, the amount of grace you have for situations that you've experienced and things that have happened to you. That's the word that I was just constantly struck with is how much grace you have. Thanks. Um, And empathy and forgiveness deeply affected by that. And I just, I don't know. I, I, we have the ability, we can share whatever we want and we don't have to get you have complete control of that. And there's things about me that I'm like, I used to think I need to share everything and be vulnerable, whatever. And there, I try to be very open, but there are things that I'm like, this is just for me and my community. And I don't, I don't have to share those things. And it feels really sacred. And when I let people into those places, it's very safe places. And so I just want to acknowledge, I feel very honored that you've let me into some of those really sacred places. (laughs) And also in the same breath, just tell you how deeply, deeply affected I've been by getting to learn some of those things and how much you've just lavished people and experiences and so much grace. And I think my, yeah, it's the truth, like deeply touched. And I wonder where that kind of, was that a learned thing? Has that been a Um, Is that something that was taught to you or has that been a journey on your own to come to how to like forgive and let things go and to show up and love people even when you have been really hurt? Yeah. I bet the audience is like, what has she gone through? And that's okay. They don't have, Yeah, you know what? Well, so I'm an only child and my mom was like my best friend growing up and I grew up with my grandparents and uh, they were you know, like my parents kind of. So my grandparents, sorry, my mom and I lived with my grandparents and we were such a close family and I like, oh, I will cry. Um, but my grandparents actually got into a car accident and passed away um, when I was like 16 and I had like just graduated high school and oh God, my heart is beating. Yeah. Um, but like when they passed away, like it just, you know, rocked my whole world. Mm. And same with my mom. Like we were just, it flipped our whole lives upside down because we were living there for a reason. Like we didn't have all the money in the world. We didn't, you know, my mom was living with her parents and with her kid and, you know, still working like normal jobs. And and I was going to school. And then like, right when I graduated, they got in this crazy car accident. And it was, I mean, worst thing that's ever happened to me. And Ever. So I was trying my hardest 
to always like be not a crier. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, it's not a good thing because like I probably should have cried a lot when I was little, <laughs> like, or not little, but when I was going through that. Mm. But most of it, I was like trying to really hard be there for like my mom because my mm. mom was having such a, I, I mean, the most difficult time of her life. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and mine too, but yes. as an adult with a child, like going through that, I was like, well, I'm just going to like move to LA and like make my own money and like do my thing and like really, you know, stay positive, I guess, um, in like the worst time mm. just so that my mom can see hope in the situation. Yeah. And it's weird. Cause like, it wasn't like I learned that, but it was something that my heart just decided to do. Mm. I was like, I have to, I don't know how to answer that. It's weird. I, I feel like I just genuinely needed to be there for my mom mm. and like God was like, you know, you are a strong kid. You can like go make money and like straight up like provided me with jobs and a place to live and a safe place to live. And like, I didn't have to like, I mean, I had no money. Yeah. <laughs> like we had our house not taken from us, but yeah, taken from us. I mean, we lived there for 15 years pretty much. And right when that happened, we had to sell the house and like, yeah. when you, your grandparents house. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So it was like, you know, and then my mom went and had to figure that out. And then I had to just move out. Like, it, I mean, so many things were happening. There was no time to like grieve mm. to the point where I would just started working. And I mean, I'm, you know, I'm glad that like I was able to do that because that situation could have knocked me on my ass, you know, worse than it did. So, wow. But yeah, I don't know. I think I just, I think I just really needed to like be there for my mom. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I needed to be her mom or something. Yeah, yeah. I took on that role you and did. was like, I'm strong. I'm gonna freaking, you know. We want to take a quick break to tell you about Nisolo. This is a brand that we love. Nisolo is a sustainable brand committed to delivering handcrafted, ethically made shoes and accessories designed with comfort and functionality at the core without the traditional retail markup. Nisolo's vision is to push the fashion industry that values exceptional design, the planet, the producer, and the consumer. Nisolo operates their own sustainable factory in Peru. They also produce family-owned factories in Mexico, each of which has signed an ethical code of conduct. A beautiful part of their branding is that producers receive, at a minimum, beyond fair trade wages, health care, financial literacy trainings, and a safe working environment. Ugh, I love them so much. I've worn the solo for at least four, maybe five years. And it's just known anytime anyone comes to visit me, we're gonna take a trip to Nasolo because everyone falls in love with them. And I can't wait to share this brand with my friends. And I can back that story up because I was <laughs> one of those friends. Uh, one of the first times we hung out, you actually took me to Nasolo and introduced me to the brand. And I just, I love the story behind it, but I also love the shoes. And mm -hmm. so I now am a proud owner of Nasolo shoes. 
shoes and, and loved them. And actually, my dad just recently saw them and, and he loved them and asked where I got them. And so uh, we got him a pair for Christmas. I love that. And he so didn't even much. know the story behind the brand. He just loved the shoes. And so that's what I love about them is the design and, and uh, the way they make them are really well done. But also the story behind it is unbelievable. So Nasolo is partnering with us this season to offer unspoken listeners 25% off their first purchase. Go to nasolo.com and enter code UNSPOKEN at checkout to get 25% off your order of men's and women's ethically made shoes and accessories. That's N-I-S-O-L-O.com and use code UNSPOKEN for 25% off your first purchase. In the same fell swoop, losing your grandparents who are also like your parents and your only immediate family. Mm-hmm. You had a very small, very immediate small. family, and to lose half of yeah, it in exactly. one fell swoop, and then really you lost childhood in that exact same moment, mm-hmm. also. So yeah. you lost, yeah, being a little girl, yeah, and I, you at sixteen, mm-hmm. you know that's a that's a big, huge loss in so many so many profound deep ways and you're I first off I just want to say like I'm so deeply sorry thank you I know they are so proud of you oh oh my god I'm truly like I I am so proud of you thanks you are sister no I truly like everything I do I do because I'm like, oh my God, my grandparents would be yes. so proud of me. They yes. would like show the magazines to like their friends or whatever. Yes. I'm like, oh, and like, I just wish they could like, I mean, they can, but I wish they could just see everything that yeah. I'm doing right now. Cause oh, I do everything yes. for them. Yes. Like I named my corporation after my yes. grandparents. Like what are, what are their names? Uh, Lois and Dave. Hmm. Oh, they're the best. You are honoring them in the most, the way you live your life. And one thing I also want to say, like everyone gets to see how funny and beautiful, like one of the many things that I love and respect about you so much is how you interact with humans. Like I've been with you in so many situations and you treat every person the same. Oh, truly. That that is like, that's that's a mark of my human. Like I, that's the kind of humans I collect are yeah. people that treat everyone. And that is one of the most beautiful things about you oh, is you. every someone like there is a kindness and you value humans. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anything that your family could be more proud of like that in and of itself, knowing the worth of a human soul yeah. and a human Aww, being yeah. and treating them accordingly. You do that so freaking beautifully and I just am like I know like they are just oh like I truly got that from them Mm -hmm. like they are they were so themselves with everyone like I learned so much from them like it's insane I'm I feel so lucky that I got to grow up with them as my like really close like second parents because I couldn't think of better people to spend most of my life with or yes. growing up with because my grandpa was the perfect example of like a husband and dad and grandfather mm-hmm. like everything and same with my grandma she but but my grandma was like feisty and so I learned like 
to stick up for myself yes. and to like, mm. but also she was so kind, but like mm. if something was wrong, she was like, I don't like that. You know, she's yeah. like, she taught me to stick up for myself. And, yes. and then my grandpa was, would answer the phone. Hello, sunshine. Oh. Every time he would answer the phone. And it's like, how do you know that's not a telemarketer? <laughs> you know, hello, sunshine. I'm like, oh, oh he's like, what a bud. I know. Like my grandpa was and is in my heart, like yes. the like the man of my dreams. Like wow. he's just, oh. he, I, yeah. And, and now I'm dating this guy, Matt, who reminds me like weirdly of my grandpa oh, and like, sister. not just not weird, but like, no, that's yeah. beautiful. Like he's just so kind to everyone and like so genuine and he's so funny and like dances and sings and like, sings while he's making food by himself like and that's my grandpa and yeah. like I see that in my boyfriend and I'm mm. like oh like I just I love that I see yes. that because growing up I always was like I want to have like a husband or you know like my grandpa and yes. how he treats my grandma he no matter how long they were together he oh he loved my grandma so much mm. And my grandma was just feisty and she'd be like, get your hands off me, you know, but like in the cutest way. And yeah. they were obsessed with each other. Mm. And like all I wanted was that. And now I have that. Oh, and sister. it's so cool that like I learned those things from them yes. and I'm bringing them into my adult yes. life. And it's I'm, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's the right. best feeling that I got to experience that with them. Yes. Like that old, like passionate love. Like they, you know, they were together forever. Yeah. Well, that first off, I it breaks my heart thinking about that kind of loss at that time. Yeah. Plus, um, I think I agree with Ruthie. They were like your parents, mm-hmm. and I too honor yes. honor them, honor the loss. Mm-hmm. But I also want to honor you as a sixteen year old, because yes. what you what you probably didn't know when you were saying, "Oh, I should have probably grieved more. I should have done." Mm-hmm. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. No, oh, thank you. In that moment, mm-hmm. and. We don't, our brains aren't fully developed until we're like 25. Mm -hmm. And so for your young brain Mm -hmm. at 16 years old to recognize this is a scenario that I have to step into (sighs) to survive. Yeah. Especially when you got your home got taken too. Yeah. And that trauma could have taken you any a number of directions and we typically become a reaction to or a reflection of what happened to us. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like the question originally was how do you meet the world with such grace and kindness? Yeah. And you became a beautiful reflection of Lois and Dave. Yeah. Oh, that's so oh, real. Oh, my God. Yes. I never like crying in front of people. That's why I don't talk about things. Like, I'm always like, I'm going to hold this one in. But, like, mm. oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Well, it's so real. That's so sweet. I have a question. If go you on. could go back and speak to 16-year-old you, what words do you feel like she needed to hear that would have just felt really just loving? Like, how could you speak to that version of you that we carry with us, you know? Yeah. We were talking earlier, like, I go and have conversations with a Ruthie that lived in her bed and just, like, oh, love yeah. on her. Because yeah. I had so much – it was the most painful time of my life, and I – it, I had a lot of shame around it. Not that you should shame about any of this, but like, no, but it, I, it's I, been a very hear, healing yeah. thing for me to go in and love on that version that was hurting so, so deeply, yeah. oh. so deeply and felt so oh, alone. 
Like, I like feel like the. I feel like this is my podcast, and I want to be like, oh my god, I like how you said to me, like that's how I feel about you. You go about things with such grace, and that's that's how you are. And so I I want to tell you that too because you you're the best. Um, yeah, that is that's an interesting question. I don't know. I mean, probably just God will provide for you, mm. and He did. And I I grew up Christian and. I don't even know if I would say I'm, you know, like a Christian person, but I believe in God and I have always believed in God and, and the workings of God. And, and I feel like, I mean, I guess the, yeah, the basic title would be a Christian, but (laughs) it's not, I believe more in God Mm. and not Christianity. Sure. Um, uh, Yeah. I look at the world and I'm like, how can there not be a God? Like, mm. I've gone through all these things and I still made it work. I still, like, have so much to be grateful for. And, like, I get to, like, I don't know, do what I love and make money. And and I can't see anything other than, like, that being provided by God because I've asked for it. Or I've, you know, been in a time where I really needed it and it was there for me. Mm. Or, you know, if I really needed a job or something. And I think like then when I was that age, I was like, okay, I'm just going to start working and making money and want to like buy it. Like I always said, I want to buy a house for my mom. Mm. That's what I want to do. But first you have to take care of yourself or else you can't take care of anybody else. Yes. So I, you know, I have to like make my own money first, get established, do these things and really take time to focus on like my career and all of that stuff, but then eventually I will have enough money to pay for my mom to have a house. I think I would probably just say, like, don't worry. Mm. <laughs> It'll be okay. Mm. Yeah. Probably something like that. Because I've never been like a worrier, but in that moment, obviously there was a lot of worry. <laughs> yeah. But probably not as much as my mom had. And I just like, ugh, I just feel for my mom and like I, it makes me so sad think like what uh yeah anyways i love that message and i wonder if you'd be open to hearing it back and if you'd be open to sharing it and so just like she said it um i think you said god will provide and you're going to be okay you open to hearing that sounds crazy but wait what do you mean can i reflect back to you what i just heard you say yes okay and then can i add a few things that i love to say to 16 year old ariel yeah oh my god guys i'm gonna cry there we go (laughs) (laughs) which listen literally this is my mo i cry i don't know how many times i've cried in the last two days it's like that's just i live in that zone so welcome welcome to my reality every day (laughs) ever since i turned 30 i i've been like i'm gonna be a little bit more open i'm gonna like cry about things that i want to cry about and not just in secret like if i feel like crying i'm just gonna cry so let's go tears are sacred yeah they're purified it's like such a gift to give us like yeah. I didn't cry for four years while I was in college. It was the year after my, you know, my wreck. And I was just so disconnected and shut down. And then when I started, oh, dear God, the floodgates. But it felt like such a release. And oh, now I, I feel like such a gift. To I feel like me. that. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Because I think I like, I had that too a little bit. Like yeah. I didn't cry. I cried in private. 
Yeah. I cry by myself, but it's important to cry to the yes. people that, that you cry with. It feels like an honor mm. when people yeah. share that with me. I'm yeah. like, it feels like such a sacred space. Because it's yeah. true. It's true. It feels honest. Yes. Yeah. So here's what I heard you say, okay. precious, beautiful soul, that God loves you so much and will provide for you. And to not worry that you will be provided for. <laughs> Other things I would have piggyback on if you'd let me is you are so brave. Thank you. You are so strong. Good God, you are so strong. And also your pain is so valid and so real. And you don't always have to be strong. I know. And I know that I know that I know. Like, you are not only are you loved but you are love like divinity that lives inside of you you are the embodiment of love and that's why people are so drawn into you because you are love you thank you have loved and shown up for your mom your grandparents your dad your friends your chosen family like you your friends love you so deeply because you love us so deeply like to hear your friends talk about you there's times where I'll be like experiencing something I'm like good god I I wish you could be here to hear I mean we all try to do a good job of telling each other all the things but like we really do which is so beautiful but like I just want to reaffirm like you are so loved because you love so deeply because you are love I've been so touched over the years just seeing how instrumental and like um, foundational your faith is. And I think because you know and trust God's love so deeply, you live out of that space. Yeah. And it it's contagious and we all feel it. And that's why you draw in people. And that's why you drew in a, a partner that loves you the way you do because you love him so yeah. deeply. And so it feels precious. Like really, really, really precious what y'all have and really sacred. And Mm -hmm. I want to honor that 16-year-old girl and just tell you I'm really proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, so proud. So what's it like to hear that? It's just nice. It's really sweet. Mm. It's so true. You are so freaking special. Oh, my God. You're so special. (laughs) Oh, you're so cute. Oh. Crying. Mm. It's so beautiful. But well, we all are now. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's crying. Like, this would be the crying podcast. You're like, before we did this, you're like, are you going to make me cry? And so I was like, no, it'll be great. It'll be fine. <laughs> Kleenex, listen up. We need a new sponsor. <laughs> yes. This is sponsored by Kleenex. Um, oh. the, reason, the reason I wanted uh. to take a minute to do that, yeah. and thank you for receiving that, mm-hmm. and thank you for sharing it so beautifully, is that I think often... The message we needed to hear at our hardest times is the message we never stop needing. Mm. And so as simple as God will provide and you're going to be okay is a mantra that you deserve to hear over and over again. I tell myself that every day. I literally like I did this morning. I was like doing some dishes and I was like. I was just so grateful to even just be doing my dishes. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly, like I, I sometimes just have to stop everything that I'm thinking work related or personal, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, and just be like, look where I am. Like yes. I'm in my house. 
I'm in my own house and like doing dishes that I bought and using the soap that I bought or like Mm -hmm. whatever. Not not that it's all about money stuff, but like I'm here doing this thing with things that like I feel like I over the years have been able to have. I don't know how to explain that, but I just like I always stop and think about that. And I think that's something that like I not – yeah, I guess I kind of learned how to do that recently. Just go like stop all the like bullshit thoughts Mm -hmm. and just break it down to like a simple thought and it's it makes you feel so good. You can just take yourself out of everything that you're thinking and go, oh, I'm so thankful for this moment. Yeah. Or like, you know, whatever you believe in or or not – Talk to yourself. Yeah. Talking to yourself is so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I talk to myself all the time. But maybe it's not even a, to myself. It's more to like God. But it's to myself. Yeah. I say out loud all the time. I'm just like, oh, thank you for this. Or yeah. like when I'm seeing a beautiful view, I'm like, thank you for this view. Yeah. It's just amazing. I love that because I, so. I, in the faith I grew up in, mm-hmm. and parts of it were beautiful, and I've taken with me, and parts of it you know, didn't quite it? fit you know, Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I grew up in a very a kind of a conservative, well, not kind of a pretty conservative denomination, yeah. and I think I've had to evolve and build more of a relationship versus a rules based faith. That's that's what I mean when I say like I. That's exactly. It's like more of a relationship. Yeah. Than rules. But I love that you just called it a conversation because I think yeah. in my mind I always was taught. Yeah that prayer was formulaic and there was a, a speak, a certain Christian mm-hmm. speak that this is how you pray. And you, mm-hmm. every prayer sounded pretty similar. Yeah. And even still today, when somebody asked me in public day, would you pray or you bless this meal? I go, my programming is like, okay, dear God, and right, I'll start going down that lane. Yeah. And it's not that that's not sacred and beautiful. It's yeah. just, it's the relational conversation yes. and making it yeah. personal. It's yes. something I don't do enough of. Yeah. yeah I mean, it. that's, I've done it more as I get older and it, it just really feels good. And yeah. And also, like, saying things out loud, it, like, you, you know, bringing things into light. Mm. If you bring it into yes. the light, it can't be in the darkness. Yes. Ooh, come and on. that's yes. my favorite way to live in, mm-hmm. in certain moments. If things are in the dark and you, and you speak them in out loud, they're not in the darkness anymore. Yes. And you can just, speaking it out loud, not even mm. keeping it in your head. Like, that's you right. can be by yourself. You could be in public. I do it at like Whole Foods. I'm just like, oh, like if, you know, especially when you have like OCD or something. And I don't even like saying that I have OCD. I have, I'm a germaphobe, mm-hmm. but I think a lot. I think all yeah. the time about like germs. So if I touch something, I'm like, oh, my hands are dirty. But that's not even my thoughts. Those are some weird ass thoughts that I'm just like, no, my hands are not dirty. So yeah. sometimes I just have to go, you're not dirty. Yeah. I have to say it yeah. out loud. Yeah. You're like, that story doesn't fit and it's no. not true. Yeah. So yeah. like sometimes if I'm, <laughs> I did it yesterday at Whole Foods, I'm like, I have my hands on like the cart and I'm like, my hands Do you, do you sanitize are it any before? I don't. You don't? No, because so like- brave. I'm brave. I'm freaking brave. Yes, you No, are. it's weird. Like I just- no, I don't know. I, I try. Anyways, we're going down like another like path. Girl, of mine, go but, there. We're here for it. But I had, I was like, if I keep it in my head, hmm. it's just in my head. Yes. And I think like, oh yeah, well, of course my hands are dirty. But if I say it out loud, I put it into like reality and I go, no, they're not. Yeah. Like no hmm. one else is freaking out about this. Everyone here is touching a cart yeah. and I'm the only one like, I'm disgusting. Like I, you know, like, yeah. so 
bringing it out into I the light helps that. me a lot. Yes. So smart. And there are so many people that deal with that. I mean, oh, I, God, I don't yes. have as much on the compulsive side, but on the obsessive side, like mm. bouncing thought. Yes. I get totally preoccupied yes. by that, especially at night. It cuts into my sleep a lot because I'll just, boom, just mm-hmm. get on a yeah. hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. But there are people that have it at a crippling level. Mm-hmm. And so it's a real condition. But there's so many people I'm surprised that can relate to one of the two, yeah, uh, either obsessive absolutely. or compulsive and sometimes both. So yeah, thanks absolutely. for normalizing that yeah. or humanizing it, I should say. I, uh, It is hard, but I, I started, you know, when I started doing that, I it just, you start to create a different path yes. in your brain. Hmm. That's literally the truth. Yeah. yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. And no, it's honestly, like true, that true. Is, you can see it on yes. scan, brain spec yes. scan. Yes. So yes. As is a gratitude practice like you described yes. earlier, mm-hmm. that rewires. That's what I was about to say too. I love it's that. It's the truth. Oh, and what's so, so I think the greatest gifts that we can give our souls, like even this morning, I had, had a really stressful morning and I, I was like, I don't know if it's the full moon, but something I just felt off, off, yeah. off, off. And before we were about to rush into a podcast and I wanted to be grounded. So I literally just took like 15 minutes and I just, I got quiet and I started saying, thank you over and over and over and breathing and then practicing presence. I'm like, Mm. what you were saying about, you know, I'm washing my dishes and I'm so grateful. You're, you are practicing presence and gratitude because you're being present in what you're doing, Mm -hmm. which is such, we're so often like, our minds are running and we're thinking about the other thing or we're yeah. thinking about this passing or what's to come. And when I drop in and I follow my breath and I feel gratitude, yeah. it was, it slowed down. My heart slowed down. My brain stopped mm-hmm. racing. I mean, I was just all over the place. Like my yeah. heart was racing and I just felt so anxious, which I don't deal with that a ton, but it happens, you know, and I, gratitude and presence. And I think, to speaking the truth. I mean, that's our whole podcast is mm-hmm. unspoken. Why well, saying yeah, the unsaid yeah. is the most important thing we'll ever do because mm-hmm. when you put those things out in the world and then sometimes when we say things out loud, you realize that doesn't fit that thing that's been running your head. Like mm-hmm. I'm filthy, I'm dirty. And you know, yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's not true. That doesn't fit. And yeah. that is like the most beautiful gift that you're giving yourself. It mm. is so, I love that. So freaking much. And you were right. You are rewiring your brain. Mm -hmm. It is literally, you can see it on a, I'm doing neurofeedback right now. And like, I can see my brain. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah. It's changing. It's the most beautiful, coolest freaking thing. It's so cool. I know I've looked into that too. Like I've heard about things like that. And I, I have been using as much as I can from like therapy or whatever. And they're like, you know, you have these pathways in your brain and you got to start walking on that path. So make that one bigger and like make this one smaller and have it grow back. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Did I say that right? (laughs) Nailing it. Speaking the gospel. But that is, I like learning that this year actually. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that. And I always thought like, I'm going to be like this forever. I'm going to like always feel this way. Like, yes. no, like I have already changed so yes. much. Yes. Wow. Literally like that's, it's, it's crazy. It's it. It's insane. And knowing that you can heal is the most, yes. that, that part of your brain I, and believing it, yeah. believing it even before it's happened. Yeah. Cause like right now I'm mm-hmm. the same. I know that I'm going to heal with my body and I yes. never believed that before. Oh, I fully believe that for and you. And I know it now. Mm-hmm. Like I know it. Yes. I know it for you. And I will sit there when I'm hurting and I will envision myself cause 
Mm. Burning and fire is like part of like for my nerve damage. And I will literally lay there and I'll envision these red cells and then I will see this blue crystallized light going and wrapping around individual cells. And I will just smile and just go, thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's when you're feeling the most uh, you. Yes. Right? Because it's the truth. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And we change our physical chemical. Like, I know my cells are changing because of my brain. Like, we have that much control. The way we speak about our bodies, our minds, our brains changes. Have you seen Heal on Netflix? No. It's everything we're talking about. It's everything. That's amazing. It is. Have you watched it yet? I haven't seen it. Miles. Y'all, and it's all these books that I have in my bed that I've been reading are all the people on it. Marion Williamson is in it. This other guy is Dr. Joe Dispensi. I was just reading his book. They're all in this. I'm like, that's amazing. Holy. I want to watch that. You will love it. It is pretty crazy. Like that you can change everything by thinking and speaking and oh, it's the the beauty. The beauty of it is that our, this is the best time I think ever in history because everybody's a um, not everybody, but most of us are uh, embracing the idea of evolving and changing, mm-hmm. not to arrive somewhere. Yes. I think historically it was like, oh yeah, you need to change so that you can get life figured out. And now yes. I think we're saying, actually, you never will really arrive. It's just the idea is that we're always in growth. Yes. Yeah. Oh, change. I love that. And I think yes. that so many people are learning about that now. Yes. Did you just say that? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, true. I just re- exactly said what you said. But You're yes. Like, but yeah, it's, it's really cool that that is being talked about and it's okay to talk about it and like everyone just feel their feelings yes. <laughs> I cried today on a podcast guys. yes you did that is not nailing normal. it I'm gonna touch my lips up really quick <laughs> well, perfect. sometimes my lips get chopped I'm like I have to Same. do this or I'm uh, not gonna think about have anything else have you not else. seen how I've made out with chapstick this whole thing <laughs> I literally hold it and I have to put it on or same. else I won't have attention on anything else. Same. But like my lips are trapped. Like, Truly yeah. the same. Um, I get anxiety when my lips, and then I, that's all I can think about. Oh my God. I, interesting. I love you. Same. <laughs> we, we, uh, <laughs> we talked beforehand, you and I did just briefly, just yeah. about the idea of doing personal work and how it's um, the idea of it. Sometimes for me, I said, and I'm in this space. I do it yeah. professionally. I've been doing it personally for a long time. But I it's can't still believe you do that. It's so crazy. Can cause anxiety. Just yeah. the idea of stepping into it. Thankfully, I've got enough evidence, enough experience uh, to support quickly that it's not only as scary as I make it out to be in my head, but it's actually quite fun. Yeah. To be just in a constant state of curiosity about who yeah. you are and who you're becoming. Oh, that is cool. And when it's really cool. it, it taken years to get there, but important to hear that people always assume because I'm in this space that I just must not have that muscle anymore, the anxiety muscle or the fear muscle. And I am very human with it. And yeah. so even when I go do a workshop a year, which I do leading up to it, I have the same emotions for anybody that's done it the first time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't do a digital detox right now. I can't get away from work. I can't yeah. leave my family. I can't, oh my gosh, oh my God, all those things. That's how I feel when I do stand up. Really? <laughs> it's, it never gets... It never gets easy. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. But sorry. That's no, no, no. Totally uh, di- but yeah. Yeah, I was just saying. And so I'm curious for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you've been so amazing and shared so much. It feels fun now to know the whole. Um, I knew part, like the image and all that. And, yeah. it, and I do think it's integrated. I love mm-hmm. that you started this thing saying, I don't think I put anything out there that's not me. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. And seeing all of you. Do you, will you walk away from something like this and have like, uh, vulnerability hangover and be like, oh my gosh, or will you be like, no, I'm cool with that? Um, I probably will, but in not in a bad way. Hmm. In a like, 
oh, like, what did I say? Whatever. But I, I also will be like, now I just don't care as much as I used to because if I can touch one person, that's good for me. Mm. If I, I mean, and if I, you know, and also speaking things like that out loud are just good mm. for yourself. So I guess yes. I did touch one person, yes. me. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't think I'll be like, I won't be bummed. I, but I probably will wish I actually said more mm. because it doesn't just end there. Like that's not the whole story. You know what I mean? And like, I have so much to say about that happening to me and like how much I love my grandparents or how much I love my mom and my dad and like just everything that goes along with everything I've told you, it, you can't fit it in an hour and a half. Right. And right. we got to do a follow up because mm -hmm. like it's important for me to not just say like the one little part of it mm -hmm. because there's so much more yeah. like sad stuff, good yeah. stuff, bad stuff that went along with that yeah. time in my life mm -hmm. that I'll probably walk away and be like, I wish I said this. I wish I said that, but you know, mm. that's, I do that with everything, <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that, that'll be the only thing I'll really be bummed about. <laughs> like, not that I said too much. I wish yeah. I, I wish I could say more. I don't know why, like this little quote from Kelly Ripa just came into my head. Dead for you. <laughs> Dead. She said the other day, she was like, sometimes when I talk to my producers and I say, oh my God, that went so well. He goes, calm down. It's never as good as you think, and it's never as bad as you think. Oh, and I'm I love like, that. I'm that like, is that's awesome. Amazing. We need because I always Freaking think Kelly Ripa. That was amazing. Speaking the truth, Kelly yeah, Ripa. Put that over the Literally, door. that yeah. is our life story. Because like I'm always like I leave an audition, and when it's bad, I'm like it was awful, and then I book. You it. get it, yeah. yeah. But then like I leave, and I'm like I'm gonna book that shit, and I don't work for three years. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like. You know, so go, <laughs> Kelly Ripa. That is speaking the truth. truth. I, know. I was like, that, I feel that. Yes, <laughs> that is just some grounding reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. That. I wish. I wish that my story wasn't just telling you about, you know, something horrible that happened. Um, I just wish I could just uh, tell you how amazing my grandparents were. Well, I or just like talk more about that yeah. as opposed to like what happened to them. Like, oh my god, they're amazing. Well, I just want to reflect a little bit back to you what I experienced with that. I won't walk away from this. I mean, I feel that loss for you. So I love you so deeply. Mm -hmm. But I'm walking away thinking, oh, my God, I'm so grateful you had these incredible humans in your life. Oh, like, yeah. I, I'm walking away, like, with such deep love for them because mm -hmm. the way they showed up and loved and modeled yeah. for you. So I, you did express yeah. that in a way that I believe that's what people are going to walk You've given us such a beautiful glimpse. And we we all are barely scratching the surface. Like of we Miles and I know each other so well and we've barely scratched the surface with each other. Mm -hmm. And we, he's one of my best friends, you yeah. know? Like, but I truly, truly believe that people are gonna be so touched and encouraged and feel less alone. And your bravery to speak about certain things, but also it's not like you've not portrayed something like I've just had this horrible life and so many, like that's not what we're hearing. No, like you did I, have that, yeah. but you've also had so many beautiful things and what you've created and what you have nurtured 
into creating this life that you have today. No one's saying it's perfect. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. loaded, yeah, but it's a beautiful life. You like everybody. Created. Yes. Like everybody sees trauma in a different way or yeah. sees, you know, happiness in a different way or sadness or whatever. But yeah, it's what you make of it, I guess. Yeah. And and I wanted to still and also say, like, yes, my grandparents were so much like a huge part of being my parents, I guess, or like my childhood. But my mom, mm-hmm. like, was... Like, still to this day, like going through what she went through and like having a kid through all of that, I'm like, yo, she's she's a superwoman. Yeah, she really is. Like, she's and she still is just like giggling through life. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you bun. She's just so. You guys are close. Very close. I talk to her ten times a day. (laughs) Too close. No. She's called me 15 times since we've been here. <laughs> she's just, she's an incredible, I want to tell everybody about my mom too, because yes. my mom comes from the two people that, you know, I loved so much and like she comes from them and you can tell she comes from them too. Like she's in, she's an amazing person. And what's like, your mom's name? Diet. How do you spell that? D, a lowercase D actually. E apostrophe, capital E, T T E. It's very mm. French. Wow. French. I love that. I think it's like diète in, in French, but diète. So her parents were French? So my grandma's maiden, or my grandma's middle name was Diet. Okay. So Lois Diet Terlizzi. Uh, and so she gave that name so to So French her. and Italian? Yeah. Uh, Italian, French, Irish. Keep, and I'm very Dutch, too. Keep going with that. So what you'd like us to know that we don't yes. yet about your mom or your grandparents? I think it's just she... Like you're saying that I went through it with so much grace or whatever. Like my mom had it bad, you know, and yeah. and so many things have has happened since that. And I just like I love her so much. And like I'll always, no matter what, like be there for her mm-hmm. or like, you know, do anything I can to make a situation better for her or whatever it is. And I'm so lucky that I get to do that because if I didn't like my heart is there and if I couldn't do these things that I do for her, and I don't know, she, she's she's just like, she's so, um, I, I, I mean, I'd have to like go back and explain exactly what I'm trying to say, but she's, she's always so grateful for everything. And I appreciate that so much because a lot of people that are, no matter what, if I text her, she's like, thank you for texting me. And I'm just like, oh, her being so grateful and so, I don't know, amazing through everything she's been through. Yeah. She's a great example of how to be after going through something so really well. horrible. Yeah. And I'm lucky that I have her mm-hmm. because if I didn't have her and that happened, I don't know. Finish this sentence if you'd be willing to. Um, it's important for me to honor my mom because. Because she honors me. Mm-hmm. She's so like, we have such a mutual respect for each other. Mm. And. It's important for me to honor her because of her, she, you know, just being mutual. Yeah. She's like my sister. Is that a good way to answer that? It's, it's, it's perfect. A way. It's so beautiful. Yeah, you are thanks. so. Also, because the Bible tells me so. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Honor just your kidding. father and mother. <laughs> no, I, I truly believe that too, though. And, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's from my heart. 
Well, it's, there, there are a million ways. I just love it. I and mean, I know yeah. we're getting, we need to kind of start closing here. Mm, but the, I don't want to. I know. I could just keep <laughs> I going. I love it. But yeah, the, we're good. Uh, the, um, when, when you were to say what's important for me to say, if I were to not leave anything on the table, it would be this. You went straight to honoring the people that you love. Mm. I mean, you didn't be like, oh, yeah, yeah, here's the nine things I'm working on professionally. Like, no, this mm. is what's important that I want yes. people to know. Oh, it's that's, that's so. I it's mean, I think it's the most important thing to me. It's because if when I hear someone that like I admire talking about certain things, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. You know, so if I just, yeah, I hope people like what I've said. Well, no, <laughs> when, when you said I don't know where I'm going with this, oh, oh, when, the oh. whole time you were talking about your mom, all I could think about was, I really want to honor my mom in the same way. Oh, and so if one that. other person, I'm the one person oh, who touched on that, that, but I hope you touched a lot more. I, know I love that. I know. Oh, man, that makes me feel good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's all I could ask for. I love that. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's well. call our moms, guys. <laughs> moms are amazing. Yes. <sighs> call her. Oh, my God. Can we? Call her. Oh my yes. God. Wait, can we please call her? Really yes. Oh, okay, I wait. love this story so much. <laughs> yes. Wait, listen to how excited she's going to be when I call. Oh, my it's, God. It's like this every time I call and it's the cutest. She'll go, baby, or something. It's, <laughs> the cute. it's so cute. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. She just doesn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, the one time. Build up, build up, Decline. Build up. Denied. Right. She's definitely not going to answer. She must be really doing something important tonight. Call me back. Call me back. You know really what, though? Cute effort. She, this morning, she, um, I posted this like Mark Jacobs thing that I did for their new mascara. And she texts me like immediately after I posted it. She's like, can I post that on my Facebook? And I'm like... Oh, oh my yes God. she's just like that, so excited about is... anything i do it's like she did it you yes. know like anything i'm she's doing so proud of you it's as so she should be. sweet you know what we should do is is uh, leave her a voicemail oh my god i'm so down let's do that why because <laughs> yes. it's right. we got to have a reason for calling her i'd love to say something to her too she's gonna be like mind. freaked out that i'm calling twice in a row she's like, like oh wrong? she'll probably answer this time. you okay yeah oh my god i hope so um, i hope so too I already love her Tell me so how much. to pronounce the game name again. Diet. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> I have only seen her photos, but I'm just she is the cutest. Oh my god, you guys would be obsessed with I each other. I already am. Okay, uh, here we go. Road. <laughs> She's gonna be so. You start it, and then we'll yeah, jump start. in. is not available. At the tone, please record your message. <laughs> When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hi, mommy. Um, I'm doing a podcast right now, and I'm sitting here <laughs> with my two friends, and uh, we wanted to call you because I just talked about you, and I just love you so much, and uh, you didn't answer, so. <laughs> cool beans. Um, <laughs> but we want to talk to you, too. But my friends uh, want to say something, I guess. I- yeah, I'm, I'm Miles. You don't know me, but I hope to get to know you because um, um, honestly, we didn't know what direction today would go, uh, but it turned into a big part of it, just being honored and inspired by who you are, mm-hmm. how you've shown up. And clearly you've created this amazing human that's sitting in front of us, but she could not love you more and could not be a better representative of everything about you. So I feel like I know you and I felt like it was important for us to share just how impressed with you as a mom and what you've done uh, in your life so far. 
Oh my God, she. Oh my God, I already love you so much, and I love your parents so much, and the way that you have loved this girl, and the way your daughter loves the world, is such a beautiful reflection of who I'm hearing you to be, and so I feel so honored to know you through her, and I feel so honored to have her friendship in my life. And we are just so grateful for you. Ah. We literally love you so much. Wait till you hear how your daughter just gushed and gushed about your goodness. I love you, mom. <laughs> oh, you're going to be so pissed you didn't answer. <laughs> but now you can have this message forever. You can ever. It. And you can post it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, that's actually better. Yep. You get this two message, a two minute message to post on Facebook. Dreams. I love you so much. Um, call me back later. <laughs> we'll talk later. I'll explain this later. <laughs> I love you, mom. Bye. Oh my god. Oh, that's sister. the sweetest thing ever. And I, yeah, yeah. I just, I love you guys. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thanks thank for doing. Oh, by the way, tell yeah. us about your new wait podcast and yes. that yeah. I just subscribed to not too long ago, and I looked and. Five stars from a lot of people. Yep. You got an unbelievable you know, reviews for Thank duh. you. Yeah, tell us about that. Um, yeah, I just started this podcast. I've done about eight episodes. I don't know when this is coming out, but I'll probably do like a hundred by then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I uh yeah, I got this podcast called The Only Child Podcast. Me being the only child. Um, I have a co-host, his name is Lo, and he's an only child too. We just have guests, fun conversations, and yeah, I had no idea it had five stars until you showed it to me. I was like, wait, dream, dream, goals, <laughs> love it, podcast goals. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I have that podcast and you guys should subscribe. Uh-huh. <laughs> and is there anything else that you'd want to share about what you're up to or anything nope. else? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I got nothing, guys. No, I am. Um, I just thought of an amazing script recently. Oh, I just don't have time to write it, but I am dying to just like stay up till 5 a.m. and write but I've, I keep having to wake up super early for other things and I I need to buckle down and like write this script that I just came up with the other day and I'm mm-hmm. so excited about it but um so hopefully you'll see that in a few years <laughs> dreams <laughs> and Wait. if you're not one of the one million people that follow more you that. more yeah more than that that follow you over one million people that follow you on Instagram or or Twitter yeah. you should it's oh honestly gosh, one of my favorite the most accounts entertaining thing oh my in God, the whole world love you also I just ha- made a connection one of my favorite videos of all time ever 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 that you've done is from a song that your brother in law wrote oh my god that maroon five song that's my f- i have watched that poop, video poop my shit yes <laughs> it is truly i showed jason that the first time because well, i was following you yes. and i was like do you know who this is jason Everton, jason comes up to me at the little party thing little party it was like a huge gala um <laughs> comes up to me and he's like i love that video you did and he's like he's like the poop my shit for you video i was like oh thank you and i was like Oh my god! And everything came rushing back. I was like, he probably wrote that song. Yeah. And then he, he goes, did. he goes, I wrote that song. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, still have no idea what it says. He's like, me neither. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> that is that truly is my. I have shown that and watched that video. It's in my bookmarks. It's like if I need a just jolt of joy, I watch this video. It is truly one of my favorite things. If I wasn't in it, I'd I'd bookmark it too. Truly. I mean, I, I would I bookmark it even if that video is like so dumb I mean it's yeah. perfect I love it too thank you uh, that's really sweet you are <laughs> such a delight oh, and I love you, so, you so 
freaking much. I freaking love you too. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you're coming over to have some wine tonight. Oh my God. I cannot wait for our date. Can you come over too? I hope so. Can you? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to. If now. you're free, I'm telling you this like, new house. I need you guys to come over and just like, I don't know. Is Matt, Off is air. Matt, Matt going to be there? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wait, can you guys come over? Oh, yes. Oh I'm there. Guys, you're both invited. Well, thank burp, you. Burp, burp. Yeah. I love it. Love you, love you, love you. I thank love you. you. Thank you so thank much. You. Oh, thank you. Guys, thank everyone. Thank the Academy. And see. Thank the Academy. I got to thank my dishes again. <laughs> yep. Thank my Thank <laughs> my sink thank this microphone thank these headphones I'm gonna thank this hat yes this hat these are a headphone Ruthie's hat Ruthie's hat thank yep. you love right. you I love you make up fake love make them all laugh come on someone take off your mask it's nice to me thank y'all so much for being with us today We know your time is valuable, so it truly means the world to us that you would spend your time and energy with us. And thank you for being willing and open to walk right into the tension of saying the unsaid. The music from our podcast is from one of my favorite bands, Oliver Riot, and this song is called Alcatraz from their EP, Hallucinate. I cannot speak highly enough about these musicians and friends. Check out their beautiful music on Spotify and online. And a huge thank you to Chad Michael Snavely and the team at CM Studio who edit and mix the show. If you want to learn more about The Unspoken Podcast, please go to theunspokenpodcast.com for show notes and more information about the guest. And feel free to follow us on Instagram as well at The Unspoken Podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe to keep getting more inspiring conversations with incredible people delivered straight to you. And for those of you who are regular listeners to the podcast, please consider supporting the show by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. We can't wait to share with you all of the upcoming conversations with some really special people. And we hope these fill you with the hope that we might all find connection, healing, courage, and the strength to leave no important words unspoken.